Welcome to Every Believer Confident, hosted by Dr. Mark Farnham, where we explore in seven minutes or less how to effectively share and defend your faith. This is apologetics for the average Christian, with ideas and practical principles that can help you this week as you engage unbelievers with the good news of the gospel. Let's go get some confidence. Welcome back to the Every Believer Confident podcast. This is Mark Farnham, the founder and director of Apologetics for the Church, a local church training ministry that helps ordinary Christians over the course of one weekend gain confidence that they can defend and share their faith effectively. Today we're talking about two ways you can move the conversation along effectively as you engage unbelievers. The first thing we want to do is ask clarifying questions. That is, as you ask questions and the unbeliever explains what he believes, we want to ask questions from time to time to make sure that we understand his position. If he says something unclear, such as that he couldn't believe in such a complex God as Christianity presents, I'll ask something like, what do you mean by complex in this situation? Sometimes people make vague or confusing arguments that are really not clear at all. We want to be sure to ask for clarification so we don't talk past one another. You may also ask him to define his terms, because if you both have a different understanding of an issue or concept, you will not be able to effectively communicate. So I do this all the time as I'm talking with unbelievers. When they make a statement, I will ask questions about what they mean by certain words, what they mean by certain arguments. And in doing that, one of two things will happen. Either we'll come to greater clarification or see clearly that we have different concepts of terms like faith. Or on the other hand, it exposes the unbeliever as not really understanding his own position himself. And if you think that doesn't happen often, you're mistaken. Many unbelievers hold positions not because they've intellectually searched them out in great detail, but because those positions work for them. It provides them enough intellectual satisfaction that they can go on with their life as they want to without having to really explore whether that objection to the Christian faith, that opposition to God is true. So here's some clarifying questions you can ask. Am I understanding you correctly? Or are you saying that dot, dot, dot? Is it fair to say that you're arguing for this position? So again, I will quite often use those types of questions in conversation. The second thing I want to do is then to turn the question around and restate his position. So once you understand what the non-Christian believes, restate his position in simple, clear terms. This is an important step because once he affirms that you do properly understand him, you can move on to the next step, which is to critique his position. For example, if he says that he believes that evolution explains everything in the universe, clarify by saying something like, so you're saying that everything comes about randomly through time and chance? This helps him see that if he wants to hold to Darwin's theory of evolution, there are intellectual consequences. This is an important step because once he affirms that you properly understand him, then you can move on to critique and challenge that view. If you can't restate his position clearly, it may reveal one of two things. First, you may not have been paying attention to what he was arguing. Sometimes in our anticipation to have an answer ready, we don't listen when the other person is talking. 
Rather, we're internally preparing our next statement. And this is understandable as not many people are quick on their feet in a discussion about belief systems. Most of us need time to think about what we are hearing and what we should say in response. Over time, however, it is important to develop the practice of truly listening to the words coming out of the unbeliever's mouth. Only then can we pick up on what may be behind the arguments, such as confusion, anger, hurt, whatever it might be. Secondly, if you cannot restate his position, it could well be the case that he's not stating his position clearly. Sometimes a concept is clear in our heads, but when we try to put it into words, something is lost in translation. Having to communicate a concept in the form of a logical argument can reveal that it is, in fact, a weak or flawed argument. So by trying to restate his position, you are giving him a fair chance to be understood. And if this does not happen, it could be that his argument fails. Oh, this is so important because it once again extends that gentleness and dignity and respect to the unbeliever that, first of all, they don't expect from Christians because they assume that we're going to attack. But then secondly, it helps them to see that we are people who genuinely want to understand what their position is before we seek to respond. And that can be powerful on a personal level in an apologetic encounter. So I hope as you consider this that you will work hard at listening, asking clarifying questions, restating their position, and then proceeding from there to challenge or to provide answers to what the unbeliever is saying in opposition to the Christian faith. I hope this has become helpful to you. I hope it's practical, and I hope you have a chance to use it even this week as you engage unbelievers with the truth of the Christian gospel. For more information on how you can host a practical apologetics conference at your church or to listen to past episodes, please visit apologeticsforthechurch.org.